G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Lyle Shelton from the Australian Christian Lobby joining us for his perceptions of what might be ahead today. Hello, Lyle Shelton. Welcome along to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Thanks for having us again. Lyle, it is a significant day because there's been a number of weeks now since the government announced that there would be a plebiscite. They set a date for February and then the Labor Party has been digging its heels in and stalling and uh, coming up with all sorts of manoeuvring to try and delay uh, the idea of a plebiscite. Uh, What are your thoughts on what's likely to unfold today? I think, Neil, we're likely to see uh, this further uh, manoeuvring and and politicking on this issue. Uh, Labor is signalling under uh, leader Bill Shorten that they uh, will block the plebiscite-enabling legislation. Uh, The Labor caucus is due to meet uh, tomorrow morning in Canberra to make a final decision. But all the indications are that uh, they're going to block the plebiscite so that there will not be the opportunity for a people's vote uh, in February uh, as the, the government was seeking to to implement as per its election promise. Well, what does that mean, Lyle, for the people on the no side who really don't want same-sex marriage in Australia? Is this actually uh, not necessarily bad news if there's a delay? I mean, the longer these things are delayed, uh, the more evidence is flooding in from overseas just about how seriously bad a manoeuvre would be to actually change the definition of marriage. No, that's exactly right, uh, Neil. Uh, While ever this is held off, it it provides more opportunity for these stories to come to the surface. And even today here in Canberra, uh, we have uh, with us uh, Millie Fontana, who's not someone who's a Christian, but is very happy to stand with uh, the Australian Christian Lobby and other advocates for preserving the definition of marriage. Uh, Millie is someone who was uh, conceived uh, through donor conception, through sperm donation, and raised by two uh, loving lesbians. Uh, But uh, as she points out, there is another side to the rainbow and she desperately wanted to know her dad and uh, her identity and her ancestry and of course uh, this is something which is made impossible for many children uh, should the definition of marriage uh, be changed in law and uh, so she's here wanting to talk about that so these are the sort of stories that have uh, the potential to come to the surface more and more the consequences of redefining marriage um, can can be discussed uh, the more time that we have rather than having it rushed through as uh, the proponents would like to do. It seems to me, Lyle, that sexuality is at the centre of so many of the headlines that dominate the global media these days. Another big issue that's uh, come to light, and of course the Donald Trump-Hillary Clinton debate that's scheduled for today as well, Uh, but uh, in light of what's renowned to be locker room banter, Uh, and Twitter accusations that are emerging now that uh, are uh, embattling uh, Donald Trump in all sorts of uh, accusations about even uh, what people are calling sexual assault. Any thoughts on what's happening with Donald Trump? And uh, it may be just sort of publicity all about the new debate that's on today, but it does seem to be very disturbing, some of these allegations. 
it's just awful, Neil, the fact that someone who wants to be president has spoken of women in this way. Uh, but as you mentioned, this unfortunately is part of our culture and it has been for many decades as we have uh, sexualised young women. Uh, the sexual revolution of the 60s has created a very permissive uh, culture and we shouldn't be surprised then that uh, the top leaders in nations like America uh, engage in this sort of uh, conduct and this sort of talk. And of course, Bill Clinton, the former president, uh, was given a massive leave pass by the media and by society in general for his appalling treatment of young women, particularly Monica Lewinsky, even in the Oval Office. We forget these things so easily. And there's many others, including one woman who uh, is uh, alleging rape uh, in 1978 uh, by Bill Clinton. And she's been tweeting about that over the weekend. So you've got... Uh, leaders at the highest levels in America whose treatment and attitudes uh, towards women are appalling and misogynistic and uh, this is uh, part of the sexualized culture and society we live in. I'm glad that we're calling it out and we're starting to draw a line but uh, we are decades too late. Uh, tell me Lyle your thoughts on some of the banter or some of the comment that's been coming from some of our Australian politicians. I note that Darren Hinch uh, has called Donald Trump a sexual predator, and uh, he wants nothing to do with uh, with that side of uh, the issues of the life of someone who'd be standing for the U.S. presidency. Then uh, another Australian, Pauline Hanson, in fact, defending uh, Donald Trump because she doesn't want those sorts of accusations to get in the way of someone who might actually take politics in a different direction. Your thoughts on on those two uh, Australian senators? Well, as I said earlier, I think we are decades too late in, in demanding higher standards of our leaders. We've seen poor behaviour and this sort of locker room type banter around for, for many years and Donald Trump is not the only one. Uh, I've uh, played football for many years and heard this sort of talk uh, and worse in, in the locker room. So it's something that's endemic in society. Uh, but um, for Pauline Hanson to defend it on that basis, I don't think that is good enough. We have to uh, root this out of our, our society and our culture, and we've got to start with uh, the pornography industry. We've got to start with the sexualization of children uh, online at a very early age, particularly boys. Um, and uh, we, we, we shouldn't be surprised that it's come to this, um, that suddenly there's this outbreak of this um, by people who seek high office in the most powerful nation of the world. As I said, Bill Clinton got away with this for years. Uh, now Donald Trump is being called out, and rightly so, but we've turned a blind eye uh, to this sort of sexualization of young women for way too long through our advertising, uh, through uh, sexualized music videos, uh, through our porn industry. In Australia, we even have a political party, which is an apologist for the pornography industry, the sex party. They even have a member in the Victorian Parliament. So why would we be surprised uh, that this sort of thing manifests uh, amongst uh, even presidential candidates? So I think we've got to take a good hard look at ourselves as a society. Well, let's change direction a little. There's a election coming up in the ACT next weekend. You spend a lot of time in Canberra, Lyle. What are thoughts of Canberrans about uh, the election that's coming? Well, it's interesting, Neil. Um, yeah, the biggest issue uh, at the election uh, from a public point of view is a proposed light rail system, um, uh, which is going to cost well over a billion uh, dollars. Now, that's a lot of money for a small 
jurisdiction uh, like Canberra. So that's um, that's dominating the debate and, and the uh, rate rises that go with this. But uh, w- one thing that is very clear, though, is that the um, the Barr Labor government, Andrew Barr's Labor government, is taking a promise to this election to uh, continue with the uh, so-called Safe Schools program, the version that um, was uh, uncut. So, so they're ignoring uh, Malcolm Turnbull's government's recommendations that this program be uh, pruned. And uh, this is um, this whole program which instructs children in how to do things that alter their bodies, etc., like this, uh, so that they can um, identify as someone of the opposite gender. So it's a real, real worry um, because uh, the ACT, while it's small, it does um, tend to lead in some of these um, areas of radical social change. And uh, it's, it's a worry that the Bar Labor government is taking uh, the, the extreme version of safe schools. It, it's not safe in any version, but it's taking the extreme uncut version uh, to the election, and that's a big concern. Well, typically the ALPs had a foothold there in Canberra, but as I understand it, uh, the Labor and Liberal parties hold eight seats each in the Legislative Assembly, and the Greens MLA Shane Rattenbury siding with Labor gives Mr Barr the Chief Ministership. Uh, is there likely to be a close election? Uh, are people in Canberra likely to want to change directions at all coming this coming weekend? Look, I think most people feel that um, Canberra is very much a a Labor town and uh, last election four years ago which uh, provided that um, eight-all situation with the Green holding the balance of power was quite unique. Uh, Zed Seselja who's now moved into the Senate was the opposition leader for the Liberals at the time and he ran a very very good campaign and almost uh, won government for the Liberals in Canberra but uh, it is seen as a public service town as a, a town where people traditionally vote Labor and uh, the other dynamic this time around is that the size of the assembly is being expanded from uh, 17 to 25 that's quite a big increase uh, with uh, five uh, electorates multi-member electorates with five um, uh, MPs to be elected uh, from each of those five electorates taking it to 25 so um, there'll be a lot of new uh, MPs uh, coming into the Legislative Assembly and it's it's not quite known how that will, will break in terms of the voting, uh, although um, the expectations are that it will be a comfortable win again for Andrew Barr and his Labor administration. And Lyle, just quickly, before I let you go, I mentioned in the introduction to our program today that very shortly we're going to be talking about people who are coming into the fourth quarter of their lives Uh, people who are reaching their retirement years, the idea of serving God uh, beyond your working life, uh, serving God and uh, making your retirement count uh, for the kingdom of God. Now, uh, we'll get into all sorts of things in the discussion, no doubt, but I suspect that there's an army of people who would be supporters of the sorts of things that you stand for with the Australian Christian Lobby What's your encouragement to people who are perhaps in their retirement years, uh, got time on their hands, got all that wisdom, all that experience, got an opinion about politics, to actually be thinking about how they might be able to engage some more with their their spare time? What are your thoughts? Yeah, look, I couldn't um, endorse more what you're saying, Neil. I think uh, all of us are 
called by God to to serve in in some capacity right up until we we die. I don't think retirement is uh, is in the Bible, although obviously we all need to slow down at some point and and to make way uh, for others. But um, I think it's a case of recalibrating, and and certainly in the political area uh, with ACL, we, we are very blessed to have many volunteers in their later years who come and uh, help us, uh, who who then join uh, prayer meetings and pray for our work, as I'm sure they do for many other important Christian ministries right around the nation. These are some uh, really uh, terrific practical ways that people can help. And then in the political space, um, uh, it doesn't matter how old you are, we can, we're all capable, and, and I know many um, people in that fourth quarter of life are very tech-savvy. Their grandchildren set them up with their computers and smartphones. Uh, we need people who can uh, write uh, emails and, uh, and continue to be keyboard warriors, as, as we like to call them, uh, making sure that uh, politicians are hearing uh, from people who are concerned about the sort of values that we advocate for. So there's lots to do uh, for people in their, in their later years. No doubt we'll have some more conversation about that shortly. Uh, Thanks so much for your uh, insights again today, Lyle Shelton. I'll point people to the Australian Christian Lobby website where you can get details of news even as it's breaking when it comes to some of the big issues that the nation is facing at this time. Lyle, thanks for joining us. We'll catch up again soon. Pleasure, Neil. Thanks a lot. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.